재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Presidential hopeful Donald Trump. He is also the Republican frontrunner. And for people who follow politics, that does seem like a very surreal situation, especially this late in the game. Now, he's been making controversial remarks uh, throughout the campaign. Uh, some of them have landed him in hot water, but he has always seemed to bounce back. However, uh, this latest comment, including his idea to ban all Muslims from entering the United States and requiring all American Muslims to be registered in a database, have some people wondering, maybe the 15 minutes are up. Uh, we're going to get some analysis on this. He is still leading the polls. Uh, we're very pleased to have joining us from Burbeck College at the University of London, Professor of Politics, Robert Singh. Hello. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, thank you for joining us, Professor. Now, as I uh, briefly mentioned, he's been saying a lot of controversial things. I remember in the past, he said something about John McCain's uh, war hero status, uh, uh, various uh, insults hurled against Mexicans, um, African-Americans. What do you, I suppose, um, gauge with the American electorate, at least with the uh, the base of the Republican Party, where he still seems to maintain a relatively high standing among those voters? Yes, absolutely. Uh, it seems that uh, all of the attacks on him just actually strengthen his existing support rather than peel it away. So he's, he's clearly really appealing um, to a very, very strong sense of disenchantment at the entire political class and the political system among Republicans, in fact, more broadly, really. And and also, I think, secondly, to this sense that, that Washington is gridlocked and that it needs some kind of outsider who will speak frankly and, and challenge the existing status quo. And mm. so I think, to a certain extent, the, the comments that you, you mentioned, the outrageous comments he's, he's made, have, have simply helped to solidify that status. Now, there have been also reports, people who have been close with him, they seem to indicate, yes, yes, he is a bombastic personality, he's brash, but he doesn't really believe a lot of this stuff. And some people will wonder, is he trolling the American public, or is this, as you say, a very shrewd way of channeling this uh, discontent, at least among the uh, the right wing of the American electorate? Oh, I think it's very much the latter. Uh, I think although a lot of what he says seems to be off the cuff and ad lib and not mm. thought, thought out, actually it seems to be much like his business record was, a very, very deliberate marketing ploy that's tested over time and what works he repeats, what, he, what doesn't work he, he, he doesn't repeat. And it is clearly designed to keep him front and center on the news cycle uh, and to keep on challenging the terms of debate, really, because mm. they're being set by Donald Trump, not by the rest of the Republican Party. Now, he's certainly not a policy wonk. He has offered some proposals. Uh, they've largely been met with uh, criticism, especially from the left, including uh, that idea of building this uh, entire wall uh, separating Mexico and the United States. Uh, do you feel he has a coherent platform? Is he a serious candidate in your view? I don't think as yet there's anything that you could dignify by the term coherence. Okay. On the other hand, um, he is saying certain things which are unorthodox for a Republican presidential candidate. So some of those proposals, for example, on striking new trade deals with, with China and other nations uh, and 
relaxing hedge fund managers. These are departures from the sort of normal Wall Street-driven Republican economic orthodoxy, and I think some of that is resonating with working-class white voters in particular who feel that, that, that the working and middle-class Americans have been left behind by Republican policies in the past. The question right now, though, is, and if you look at uh, sites like 538.com and uh, the pundits, the conventional wisdom does seem to be still with the establishment, uh, with the Republican Party. Uh, there are various metrics, how many endorsements you have, uh, who is backing you uh, among the, the powers that be, that he, at the end of the day, despite leading in the polls, will not be able to win this. Now, there there's a counter-argument that's saying, well, there's no real strong establishment candidate, whether you're talking about Jeb Bush or Chris Christie or Mark Rubio. Does he have a chance, in your view? Yes, I think he, he, he definitely does have a chance because mm. of the way that the primaries are set out. Although he hasn't really got much beyond 30% in any poll, um, there's a good chance because the, the first primary streets are about March the 15th are awarding delegates proportionately. Right. Even if he doesn't win some of them, he'll still get a lot of delegates from those, that process. And after the March 15th, if, if he's still there and the Republican establishment, as you say, hasn't coalesced around a particular candidate against him, he could well take this to the, to the national convention um, at, at Cleveland, Ohio. You're saying it is possible then there won't be, there, there's, there will not be a, uh, I suppose, a coalescing uh, around whether it's a Jeb Bush or Mark Rupert or some people are saying a white knight like uh, the former candidate Mitt Romney that we could actually go into a convention without a, uh, I suppose, decided uh, candidate for the Republican nomination. I think there's a, there's a chance of that. Um, at the moment, it looks like you, you may end up not with a two-person race down the road, but a three-person race between Trump, Rubio, and Ted Cruz. Mm -hmm. And that could keep the vote split sufficiently that no one of those three actually gets a majority of delegates um, before the convention meets. It, it would be unusual for that to happen, right. very unusual. But at the moment, it's, it's, it's actually quite possible. And how damaging is that to the Republican Party? I, I, I suppose everyone knows the establishment would desperately not like to see him win. If it gets messy, if it gets down to, let's say, a brokered convention, does this, I suppose people are saying it's already been severely damaged, but does this hurt the Republican brand? Oh, I think hugely so. Uh, I think that the Republican Party's problem is that they can't really win the presidency with Trump as their candidate. But at the same time, they can't win the presidency without Trump's voters behind them turning out. Mm. So the longer this goes on, the more the Republican brand is damaged, the, 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 the worse the chances are for the Republicans of retaining the Senate, um, and possibly even, it's unlikely, but possibly the House too. And so the, the, the more weeks and months that pass, the more likely it is that, that Hillary Clinton becomes president and Republicans down the ticket lose their seats as well. Right. Now, the question then remains, uh, if you head into a general election, regardless of who the candidate is, if it is uh, Donald Trump and you see that the brand has been tarnished and uh, this idea that the Republican Party may be doomed to become a long-term minority party, what can the party do to, to I suppose, recover? Well, there's, there's only really two, two possibilities. One is the possibility that Trump and Cruz seem to be betting on, which is that you, you just turn out the white vote 
much more heavily than ever been, ever been done before, mm. which really seems like a recipe for failure. Sure. The alternative, which I think Marco Rubio is based on, is you've got to reach out enough, particularly to the Latino vote, not necessarily to win 50% of it, but to, to win around 35, 40%. Like the George W. So. Bush level, right? Exactly. Right. Um, and, and that really going forward seems the only long-term strategy to, to keep the Republicans competitive, not just for the White House, but for Congress too. All right, very interesting. Professor Singh, uh, thank you very much for your insights. Really appreciate your analysis. Thank you. That was Professor Robert Singh, Soul City News, up next.